UFO known. <laughs> What's up? Welcome to UFO No. I am joined from galaxies far, far away by my friend Blind Mike. How's it going? And my friend Brett Borden. Hey. And Lucas Dixon, also known as Dr. Dixon. Hello. We haven't used that credential in a while, have we? I No, it's been a little while. It's been a little bit. I, I remain, it makes him sound like a sexy supervillain. I mean, does that not describe Lucas perfectly? Sexy supervillain? Yeah. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, guys. I appreciate the compliment. I really do. <laughs> well, of course. No, all you need is a badass cape. I mean, you know, you got... you got Whatever. End sequence. End <laughs> <laughs> sequence. Yes, indeed. So for uh, those of you that are familiar with myself and Mike and Lucas, Brett is uh, the, our guest to the show today, and uh, he was on my other show, The Beginner's Guide to Cannabis, and where we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Brett, why don't you give us a little intro about yourself, sir? Oh, well, uh, the reason I was on the other show is because I'm a candidate for uh, state house of representatives in Southeast Washington, uh, with the libertarian party. Uh, that was the general reason because I am a pro cannabis candidate running against an anti cannabis incumbent. And we started talking about other things. And, uh, Ben had told me about his, uh, UFO and conspiracy podcasts. And I started listening to both of them. I, I, I've been into such uh, such topics for a long time. When I was a kid, I grew up watching Unsolved Mysteries. Now it's back, and yeah. I'm well chuffed about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've read a couple of conspiracy books just because they're kind of uh, fun to get different perspectives. So I, I guess I'm kind of the the moderate here but uh <laughs> I, I do have an interest <laughs> yeah well i think you'll uh you'll weigh in from a very logical standpoint uh every once in a while we'll we'll uh let our imaginations get away from us yeah. in speculating <laughs> about crazy shit and so you could be like okay guys hold on <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. someone to pull that tether yeah hold on just a second let's uh <laughs> let's pull the thread get you guys back yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> You, you got to know when to go with it or hold back, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of ufology stuff is set in the past, you know, obviously Roswell. But there is so much going on right now that is uh, fairly surprising as far as, um, like, what's been released, some things that have been declassified, yeah. such Huge as... technological advancements. <clears throat> yeah, that, you know, you have major companies like Space uh, X. You have, you know, now uh, Space Force. It's it's legit thing. Yeah. In fact, as of June 30th, SpaceX launched an advanced GPS for Space Force. Mm, yes. Yeah. So SpaceX, Space Force, 
and NASA all work very closely together. Space Force is really crazy because it is described as the Space Warfare Service Branch of the U.S. Armed Forces. Mm -hmm. But it was initially formed as the Air Force Space Command in 1982. Yeah, well, it makes sense to start as the Air Force just from the higher G training. But uh, but now, of course, now, as of, what, uh, December 20th, I believe, uh, 2019, it was signed as part of the United States Space Force Act and the National Defense Authorization Act for 2020. Wow. So, made official. Yeah, right? Their mission is to organize, train, and equip space forces in order to protect U.S. and allied interests in space and to provide space capabilities to the joint force. Responsibilities include developing military space professionals, acquiring military space systems, maturing the military doctrine for space power. That sounds ominous. The military other planetary maturing the military doctrine for space power sounds like we're going to convert everything we come across lay claim to whatever like you know the sections of the moon we've landed on where we got our flag if we're able to reach any further laying claim to that's our right as a u.s yeah is what i would see that that would be probably more there enough yeah so they are here's their following their their mission sets are space superiority, space domain awareness, military, civil and commercial, offensive and defensive space control, command and control of space forces and satellite operations. Ah, oh, remember? I told you all this all the satellites. I'm telling you, yep, man. The, telling you. Yeah. They're gonna do this. The we're well, gonna be surrounded by satellites. Uh, and they're gonna they're gonna literally just project whatever they want us to see it could be it could be anything it could be anything it really could be as far as the holographic technology goes but i see it more towards the uh the starting of mining things more we lay claim to what we deem as precious metals and stuff on any asteroids any whatever that we can find lay claim to it for us so that way somebody else can't also land on it knowing that it would be safe the moon has quite a bit of, you know, rare earth elements that mm. they, would, they would probably start mining the moon, too, even though I don't like saying it. Well, no, but that that's the whole thing. Just because of the lunar cycle. Exactly. The weather. Yeah. I mean, if you look at some of the crazy ass fucking weather that's been lately, you know, yeah, over the last, be. you know, 10, 20 years of what's been going on, the global warming thing. I mean, you could you could virtually say that that is you know, connected in some way with them <clears throat> having already been mining the moon and therefore changing the, what What do you want, to, the weight or what? I mean, what would, what would that uh, be considered? Like gravitational distribution? I love it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Big words. That's what I love. Gravitational pull. I, mean, I just uh, needed more than. It's more uh, hollow in one area. It's going to be less dense and pull less. I mean, to me, considering the force of the, the gravitational force on the Earth's tides, it's not entirely out of the, you know, scope of common sense that if you start making changes and extracting a lot of materials that it could change the balance uh, result. Maybe, maybe the higher tides get higher and the lower tides get lower. Who's to say? Yeah. It I certainly mean, could result in tsunamis, if nothing else. Well, it, yeah, that'd be pretty it could, scary. but that would, 
that would you would think be a more dense spot in it that it would have to pull more rather than if they're hollowing it out pulling less you'd think that like the high tide or mainly the low tide would last considerably longer before it hit another dense spot of the gravity to be able to pull the tide back up so, so i'd I assume that it would be more ecological as far as all the uh animal life question would be how far it would uh would it speed up would it slow down the moon would we actually change the whole lunar cycle altogether it potentially i suppose could you'd think if it's missing a larger chunk that keeps it in but it's mainly the earth's gravitational pull keeping it in place i mean there's a chance that it could spin slightly weird if we took too much out of one spot and then we could be seeing a different cycle yeah. But I don't think that it would pull too much just because the Earth isn't changing its magnetic pole. This website called The Nine Planets says that without the pull of the moon, the tilt of the Earth would change, and it would become extreme, leading to extreme and severe seasons, weather patterns. The tilt would decrease, and, and you would see no seasons at all. The moon influences life on earth all life yeah, on earth absolutely. including the oceans oh, yeah. the weather the hours in our days migratory patterns for most animals all those all things would change stuff. so and i suppose if they did hollow it out too much you'd think that if it couldn't maintain its place in the gravitational pull like if we went way over the top on hollowing it out we could potentially have it pulled right into the earth i guess yeah you know if it loses it just suck it in like an asteroid yeah so, you know, it could it could make uh it's saying that it could make the water around the ocean just completely spread across the entire planet. I suppose yeah, having too much pull, yeah, you'd think pull the high tide even higher if it moved closer due to hollowing out a chunk and it pulled closer from its lack of gravitational or general mass, and then the high tides being way higher, it could flood large distances and then i suppose we'd be seeing tsunamis if it look i'm under the impression that if the government says it hey we're gonna do this then they've already been doing it for 20 years you know you can look at a, a lot of specific moments where i mean look at some of the shit that's coming out now one of two possibilities because then there's always the chance that they're saying we're going to do this to stir up a bunch of controversy and keep the misdirection focused right there while they do something else behind the curtain Uh, that's see now that's what i'm talking about is this whole circus that's going on right now is is really just kind of like this display or like you said a, a decoy maneuver to get them to make moves where they need to Look at all the recent sightings and everything going on. Yeah. There's been a ton of UFO activity. There's been the, you know, of Much course, with the declassification of everything, you have the Navy that released reports of, of at least eight separate incidents of being or interacting with UFOs, whether in like a dangerous or just observing. Or just, yeah. Just and they admitted to it. They admitted to it. They flat out said it is nothing. Uh, they used the word inventory. They said it is nothing that we have in our inventory or any foreign inventory that we know of. That we know of. So that's how they operating. basically kind of right. admitted that it's not them. But like I said, I think it's more likely them testing shit out to move off planet than aliens still fucking with us. 
I've I've remained pretty solid on the fact that I think most UFO encounters would be uh, attempts at our own creation of functional ones, and then whether they've crashed and we have to clean it up, yeah, and all of that. I mean, think how long it takes the government to pinpoint an asteroid that broke through the surface. How is it that we got military convoys coming to scoop up every UFO seconds after it fucking crashes? Yeah, it's they were paying attention to that stuff. It was most likely theirs that they were launching. And in a failed attempt, didn't want anybody to know. So it's not too far out of reach to assume that, say, a foreign government, especially what we've discussed uh, discussed with the Nazi regime, yeah, that uh, if they had that stuff, it's not not out of question for someone over in Europe to have gotten a hold of that. Any of Germany's allies at the time, wherever the remaining German forces ended up, whatever we took was paperclip. Yeah. So it's, you know, at the point that no known whatever, you're trying not to release to other foreign governments that we have this, even if it is one of our tests. It's well, right back to the Cold War on keeping details secret. Well, and even the most recent, you know, you take these uh, these admitted sightings, these admitted interactions with, you know, what they're calling UAPs, uh, unidentified yeah. aerial phenomena now, it, it, that is between 2004 and 2015. So even if you look at just what they've released in the last, what this was in May, uh, May like eleventh or thirteenth, something like that, it's between two thousand and four and two thousand and fifteen. So they've even been hiding the fact that they had this for at least, if you look at it, we're in twenty twenty. So at least sixteen yeah. years. I I forget. Do they are they labeling the UAPs like more the light phenomenon and shit like that? That they're unsure as to what the hell went down. What do you mean the light phenomena? Like uh, when they're always talking about the floating lights and stuff, like no oh. physical craft. No, these of any were type like scene, just um, lights. these were actual silver objects. Like one of them was a silver object about the size of a suitcase. Um, okay, and these are like the cylindrical type deals. Yeah, in so fact, it like almost looks like deal. it almost looks like one of those little spinning tops. Like you remember that spinning top from yeah, Inception? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it almost kind of looks like that. A pilot describing one object seen in November 2013 having approximately five-foot wingspan and was colored white with no other distinguishable features. And then another one in another pilot in 2013 receiving small white visual return at the location where the radar had identified an unidentified object. These these things seem to be considerably smaller. Um, Could be technology is getting better. I don't know. Technology gets better. Things potentially and usually get smaller plausible yeah it might be another you know might be a technological advance in ours and they are ufos to the you know population the public population but i don't think they are ufos to the military and they might be covering it up at the same time i could see it being a different alien race if you know if a different one did come in that was a lot smaller smaller it wouldn't take as much of a spacecraft for So I, I could see both ways, but I would probably lean more towards the human. The one thing it does for me is that it kind of blows the whole uh, holograph, you know, that they're using holographic images instead of actual craft because in numerous occasions in this, the report that they released, 
they're talking about it being something that they were able to track in radar, something they were able to track with uh, this one is an infrared uh, tracking system for a jet, you know, state of the art. So clearly they were tracking something physical. It okay. does take that in that particular incidents that they're talking about 2004 to 2015. You're looking at numerous incidents with the Navy where it was something that clearly was not them and was clearly physical. So the argument that I've had in the past, I think that's us just, you know, playing around and and getting their chops up so that way they can finally go into space and do what they need to do and that the other half is all holographic, you know, this kind of makes it well, I don't know, maybe it could be either one. Well, the size thing for me is what really leaned me towards that it was us cuz you think, okay, like you've said if it's holographic, they can do whatever the hell they want. Size is limitless. Yeah. You think it'd be a bigger threat to have a giant ass UFO floating in the, above a major city than these little sleek, slim things. It seems more like a real life field test on, all right, find out how stealthy you can be, find out what you can be. Let's make sure, you know, final run throughs on these testing of physical applications so that way we can go ahead and proceed with military use. It's, you know, let's find out what the civilian and anybody that can see us, track us, whatever. Let's find out who can track us because we know our the technology we're testing is advanced enough to be able to outrun it, disappear, jam it, whatever the situation may be. You know, so let's just see what the tabloids end up putting out after this occasion. And then we'll know how we set uh, when it comes to stacking up against a potential other military force using the same technology. My only issue, though, is, is if it is human. We had issues with uh, G-Force and going too fast, too mm. quick. So that's why I kind of like, I still have that open mind. It might be someone else because if we have not gone better on that, for instance, the fastest a human has traveled inside the atmosphere is Mach 9. Yeah. That guy actually had, he had issues because he, went so fast and so abruptly so it's hard for me to think that they have found a way they might but it's a go that fast well the advancements for aerodynamics and just our understanding of gravitational fields is what would limit me thinking that you could because think about a gravitron stand right in the middle of the gravitron and it doesn't matter how fast it's going your g-forces are centered so yeah. say to move significantly faster if you had a rotating electrical slash magnetic field going around you at all times, it would lessen the amount of G-forces your body would experience at high speeds. Yeah. That's what we've entertained with thinking about what they would do as far as how UFOs are kind of doing that zigzaggy jerk speed motions. Exactly. It would obviously cause a severe amount of Gs, but if it's putting gravity off in every direction, lessening all the wind and stuff like that, being channeled in by you know 50,000 plus volts of electric current to bend that magnetic field to be completely encircling you, then the body could theoretically withstand significantly more G's with no problems. Issues, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I get that part, but I was just saying, like, that that's where we would have needed the advancement. And I don't know if we have or not because, well, I'm not in the military. Yeah, that's hard to say. Is what's been publicly released has not supported that theory. But we're talking all these significant advancements, talking about an actual space force. 
I'd have to assume that there's not still the, you know, the only a couple months in space total is your entire tour before your bone density is too weak to be able to handle missions. Seems like yeah. a pretty small military contract. It's usually like four years, no less, when it comes to even the Army, stuff like that. So if we're sending people out into space, you've obviously got to be able to handle your 40-year tour, even if it is the lessened amount. So your bone density, they've had to have come up with something. I mean, I, I think it would end up delving deeper into DARPA's defense initiative, because if we're thinking about being able to regrow limbs and shit now, then there's got to be something that they can do to lessen bone density. If the overall agenda is to fool the public into believing there is another false flag. You know, we talked about the other ones, which was communism, terrorism, virus, and then it will be either a staged alien invasion, which that's what Warner Von Braun said was it would be an alien invasion. Think about the time he was from, though, too, how yeah. panicked everybody was about UFOs. Yeah, who knows? But modernized with some. But if you look at kind of what's going on now with this disclosure event that we're clearly in, and then and then all these declassified documents, and then the Pentagon coming forward with this space mm-hmm. force being initialized, people like getting used to just hearing the word spaceship, you know, that yeah. without being all weird, they're reusable for shuttles now. Yeah. Well, and that's it's, see that now that's something that SpaceX has really helped out with. And mm-hmm. what's interesting about the Space Force that I find you know odd because obviously you know you got to kind of follow the money to know like what mm-hmm. all the real intentions are, you know. Yeah, but who's funding? Um, the budget is fifteen billion dollars for ships and a bunch of launches, of course. And then they are also here's what got me is they are working closely with commercial leaders in the space domain such as Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Now, Jeff Bezos, is that not Amazon? That is Amazon. Yes. So here's what's interesting to me what, is Amazon you have huh? how, how – now, <laughs> if, if you have Amazon, the, the CEO of Amazon, that mm-hmm. is now helping fund the space program – is it not in the government's best interest to help Amazon succeed now? Absolutely it does, and it leads me to believe that there will be commercial trade. So that, to me, says that moon base that we've all been hearing about for fucking 70 years. Yeah. But in the, in the responsibilities and duties of the Space Force that you were reading off, commercial was there so that's transporting back and forth i understand that that will also be just the military personnel but there's got to be transport for goods to be able to sustain any sort of colony up there yeah exactly so I, and like i said i case, amazon would be number one on that list of who would want to cover that contract exactly oh yeah well and and as yeah, i've said i mean I, the, I i am a firm i'm firmly convinced that this is already going on. I mean, obviously, it's happening. They're they're they've announced that this yeah, is. Yeah, they never the part, would have approved. But, but I I believe that they've been doing this. I you know whether, I mean I don't know. I mean I just think it. Like I said, it is not in the government's mo to do something, announce something, and then do it. Yeah, you, no, it's a shoot not. first, apologize later type thing. You know. You've got Elon Musk, who seems to be basically the smartest guy ever. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll we'll go ahead and just whatever <laughs> sounds good to me. 
<laughs> just some of the principles they proposed that were never utilized in the past, like the reusable uh, rockets and stuff like that, instead yeah. of spending, you know, $35 million every time you need to repair one when it comes in. We've got the new periodic table of elements with far more denser, more heat-resistant elements that are coming out being utilized. Liquid hydrogen and stuff fed through different little veins to keep the engines cool and keep them from cracking. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about we were not able to use the same one twice without significant repairs, and now we're shooting them 150 times. Well, and not only that, but if no, you've seen no the launches, I don't know if you've seen any of the launches of things like the Falcon 9 or the Dragon spacecraft, but the Falcon 9, what was amazing to me was when they launched that, the rocket boosters, after they detached, you know, after they get up in, uh, through the atmosphere, they don't need the rocket boosters anymore, so they detach. Yeah. They then went into a return pattern automatically and landed themselves right back on the launch pad. See, and, and that was badass, man. I mean, it was degree. something right out of a, a sci-fi movie. It was, it was fucking cool. Well, it makes sense. Thanks to how much debris floating around in the atmosphere yeah, right now. Exactly. All the pieces of metal and shit like that. Like soon enough, we're going to end up looking like we got Saturn's rings around us. Yeah, well, it's like we talked about, there's there's, there's like four thousand satellites in space, and only I think less than two thousand of them are even functional. They're just yeah, up there. It's something like that. Yeah. yeah. Little pieces of the heat shielding, whatever you can get. Oh, yeah. All kinds of shit. A lot you know, of and then excuses spinning around like bullets. And Elon Musk, though, if you look at him, I mean, he's, he wants to launch, what is it, like 2,000 or 1,600? Oh, no. Up there? He, no, it's they like 40,000. Yeah, they said that uh, the one of the numbers thrown Holy out was 42,000. They're calling it, here's what they're calling it, the Starlink Constellation. Star Constellation. It is not, this is not a small thing. First this is going to be. Constellation. So they're, okay, so they're doing a couple of things. One is their main goal is that they're reducing the, the space transportation costs and, like you had said, Mike, debris, and that they're also trying to enable the colonization of Mars. So they've done a whole bunch of things. They've got the Starlink. So the Starlink that we're talking about, it's a constellation. Well, it seems like the transference of data, being able to track all travel back and forth, if it's all going to be a bunch of satellites. Well, they're saying that what it's SpaceX has come forward saying that Starlink is now they're building an entire constellation in satellites to bring advanced high speed Internet to the world. To me, yeah, that seems like quantum internet. That seems like way overkill to just provide internet. I feel like huh. it has way more it's, capabilities than just that. Well, absolutely. Think about the capabilities we have just with the satellites in our own atmosphere, being able to see underground, being able to see infrared, being able to see zoom in on you fucking sweating in your front yard mowing your lawn. Yeah. You know, now apply that same technology with the whole quantum entanglement teleportation of information that we got going on. Yeah. And you'd be able to space these satellites, what did we say it was, a thousand miles of what we'd achieved at last I'd heard, and spacing these satellites out significantly further, like, you know, it's eight to 800 to 1,000 miles, transferring the information back and forth through the same principle of their teleportation they're working on. And then that seems like the best way to be able to link, say, Mars, the moon, Earth, all through telecommunications. 
Uh, Brett, I don't, are, are you familiar with the theory of quantum entanglement? It's not really any a theory anymore. It's more like science well, fact they've, now. Yeah, they've made it. You can, yeah, it's like half of the whole time travel principle, which I don't even want to get into. <laughs> have I, you, uh, have you heard I, about I, this, I would Brett? need it explained to me. So it's, uh, they're just binding two molecules, like completely binding them in complete synchronization, regardless of the span of space in between them. So if you affect one, you automatically affect the other. And we seem to be able to force that, and we're using that to, like, teleport the information. So they transported data instantaneously using this method a 1,000 miles. And so basically yeah. what, they've, what they've found is through this, you know, this quantum entanglement, it kind of proves the theory of crystal, what's the data word, communication transfer. with what a lot of ancient races talk about as using crystals to communicate with races on other planets they're saying well with this theory of quantum entanglement that's technically possible well based on the same quantum entanglement it'd basically be what you would think in theory would bind if their wormholes could be proven exactly. to points in through different points in space whether it be also connected by time or not because everyone always thinks, oh, you'll go back in time. No, show me one instance. Just give me one. <laughs> and then I will eat everything you want out of the palm of your hand as far as that goes. But right now, if we got quantum entanglement and we can prove it to a much lesser degree, it's not unfeasonable for me to think that you could possibly connect two points in space under the same principle. Yeah. And if that has any merit to it, then yeah, then there goes the whole need for lengthier space travel. If we just figure out how to connect this point in space to this point in space, then bing, we're there. Now we're at Mars. Basically, yeah. it'd be warp speed, but just actual teleportation. Yeah, exactly. Although we've only achieved it with information, no at no physical not physical yeah no physical material so i suppose it's more accurate to say maybe like an eighth of the principle of a wormhole <laughs> but but yeah, now, all you have to do is expand on that in order to accomplish full-on teleportation i mean really if you if you have the theory in order to do data now it's a matter of calculations to be able to get to do mass breaking an immaterial thing apart like data and then reassembling it is a whole lot different than our physical organs. I didn't say it would be difficult it would be easy math I just meant I just <laughs> meant it would be just, it would be math that number was never alive in my heart however <laughs> I don't know how well it's going to go getting put back together Yeah I I if don't know that is the principle at which that goes cuz it doesn't Obviously, like that's always been the question for teleportation: Is it destroyed or just moved? Yeah. Do you destroy it here and remake it over there? In exact, in which case, there goes the whole religion versus science of how do you rebuild a soul and nonsense and crazy arguments for years. <laughs> well, yeah. Have you guys have you guys ever watched a TV show on Netflix that was called Dark Matters? I've or heard of it. Not. They actually, in there, you have a clone of your body on a different planet. Okay. And it has to get back into the cloning machine for the information to be sent back to it. But essentially, it made it so you can travel to a different planet, be there for about a day, and retain all that information if you got back to the, you know, thing. So, okay, that, so like the opposite of total recall. Yeah. 
So, but that being said, so then you would be able to transfer data instantly back and forth. Consciousness. Then if you could make a clone that, you know, you were technically, your soul was kind of in, I don't know how you explain that, but. Yeah, you well, it basically be transferred to your consciousness. Download it here and then move it across through some teleportation to a different shell. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I think, you know, that being said, we could get close to that where we could maybe make a clone, mm, have it we on have Mars. biomechanical capabilities. And then, yeah, all your information is processed over into it. You would know how to run your body if it looked exactly the same. And You'd see you a huge... For the data back. You'd see a huge jump in prosthetics. We'd be seeing, like, android-type things going around, like ghost-in-the-shell type things. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It, it'd be, you know, being able to calm link in between through whatever this whole restructuring of the Internet. If we're able to transfer consciousness back and forth, then you'd have to assume there'd have to be a hard copy of that consciousness uploaded to a cloud-like scenario, which sounds a lot like what you'd want to store and say, I don't know, a Stargate-like thing, like the this whole constellation of information. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's a Same show star. called Altered Carbon. Have you heard of that? Cloud. Have you heard of the show? Carbon? Altered yeah, Carbon. Yeah. It's uh, it's really so good, Altered but that's Carbon. Yeah. Go ahead. That- that was good because, I mean, yeah, it was the same. It was a different principle, but everyone was uploaded yeah. into pretty much a chip, mm-hmm. and then that chip would be put in a different body. What they called a sleeve. Or it'd be stored. Yeah, yeah. a sleeve. Yeah. And, uh, so but I, it was basically that same concept that, that Mike was just talking about, which is that you have your consciousness uploaded somewhere, and then if you die, you simply get your consciousness uploaded into something else. And what's interesting about that show is based on your status, how much money you have, is how good of a sleeve you get. And so, that's what they call the bodies a sleeve? A sleeve. <laughs> that's, that's very crass. oh that's awesome you could even get a body that looks like your your body and you can have them stored so then if something did happen to your main body you could have your same body if you wanted it yeah well without the proper clone growth and whatever with you know the whole taboo that is behind stem cell stuff and trying to mass clone stuff like that that's where i would have to assume that the, if your consciousness is being projected to a different spot, say here on Mars, and you're there for three months, what prevents your body from rotting? And that's where I think the biomechanicals will come into play to where we'll be having like metallic prosthetics and be seeing like android like bodies to be able to, or whatever that they decide to do for a shell. Because it's, I mean, at what point are they going to address, if it comes down to it, how flimsy we are as people? We're just little phones and neat. We're just water balloons full of blood. Robot bodies. Well, look at robot bodies. Look at AI. That's a perfect example. Maybe that's example all these of... crazy-ass prophecies where they say the robots are going to take over. Maybe it's human consciousness in robot form. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and if that's the case, when you have the type of manipulation that you have now with people, the haves and the have-nots, 
that are able to manipulate just with flesh and blood. Now you yeah. give them the capability to not only not worry about death because they can just upload their consciousness into something else, oh, but then also they could, they could manipulate anyone they want to because you could be anyone you want to. You could... You know, you could technically you steal status. You could manipulate status. You could hack it. I mean, if you do all that. Well, that would be the principle behind the quantum Internet is the yeah. inability to hack is you cannot look at one point of that information without automatically altering the second point of that information, automatically alerting whoever uh, would be monitoring all that. Yeah. You look at this one point, the second point obviously changes. The second is tampered with. So if you look at all the things that are happening right now, you look at the quantum computing that is absolutely, it's going to be a real thing. I mean, they're already using yep. it in certain, in certain situations. I mean, look at Bitcoin. Yep. That's a perfect example yep. of where they were using quantum computing because that's to come up with account numbers and all that to keep it secure. That's exactly what they were doing is that yep. it, as Give soon as you passed it on, it changed immediately. It, it could never be the same. So you have quantum computing. You have this idea of AI Neuralink from SpaceX Neuralink, which is that they can literally tap into the brain with a device and fix any brain issue that you have. They can repair Alzheimer's, any of that shit. So there is science that exists. There is technology that exists. Look at the atom bomb that came from reasonable. I would even say good intentioned discoveries that were then turned to Those either be weaponized that paved the road to hell. or stolen by somebody and then used against them. And so when you look at this, when you look at things like Neuralink and Starlink, and you look at the fact that SpaceX is working with NASA and, and the Space Force, and you see that, you know, it's, it's really all connected and, you know, where are they going to take it? The fact that we can communicate, we can connect with each other in a flash but our communication is limited by our thumbs so if you change that to where simply now you can communicate by thinking it then now you eliminate that lag if you will in communication digitally you so, do know the the human rights fight that's going to have to pre come before all that oh yeah but if you look at all the techies that are out yeah, there that are just eating this shit up. I mean, you know, I, I look at it like if they spin it the right way, I mean, look at what's going on right now. You have to, we would have to have lost the human rights fight before that happened. We're losing them right now, Mike. Just that I know. And if we officially lose, that's when you'll see this because somebody's going to monitor it. They're not going to give everyone the freedom to be able to communicate anywhere at any time just by thought with no monitoring oh, it will true. absolutely yeah. be government regulated it will all have to be fed through there there will truly be big brother like i don't think like i don't care if google's listening to me right now i'm not important enough to matter they're oh look let's fucking throw him a little job advertisement that clearly requires sight ha blind fucker <laughs> that's what that's what google does to me uh, it's they're not gonna oh let's find out what he's up to nothing just talking crazy shit in my house that's what i'm doing <laughs> So, but if uh, I have the thought process of anybody important anywhere that's going to have this technology or have gotten it somewhere, there'll be a black market, I'm sure. But the level of science required to start this hacking system, to be able to even think about hacking the quantum entanglement method, is going to be so much higher than the average hacker's pay grade. 
that it's going to exclusively be monitored by, I'm sure, DARPA. If you look at quantum computing and then AI, if you have quantum computing and AI that can evolve the way it thinks, the way that it, it transfers data, assimilates data, all those things, mm-hmm. you have two systems that could technically learn as fast as the other one. And so, therefore, if you have people that are, let's let's use the word, synchronized with AI as in our thoughts, so taking the idea of our phones that... You know, and then making that instantaneous to access that information, I think you you know you have like you had said the the idea of being able to upload consciousness. If you already have a satellite constellation up there that's that's analyzing internet data and all that, it's a simple transferring method to get your consciousness up there versus your passwords and your you know your account names. Well, that's the thing. You see the whole talk where everybody always cracked jokes and, oh, they clicked his chip off. That's where (laughs) government has total control. If you're able to do this and it's government regulated, boom, disconnected. That's what you get for not cooperating. And they would know instantaneously due to the transference of consciousness. So at any time, if you decided to think about a rebellion, click, there it goes. Yeah. Because I'd have to assume that there's no governor relating between what I do and don't want to connect to this cloud just based on thought. It's all going to be monitored. If you put a chip in your brain to allow yourself to do that sort of stuff or whatever they end up pulling, they're going to be watching. They're going to be able to sense all of what you have. And that could be easily where brainwashing goes into mass effect, giving them access to your brain, trusting absolutely in the government to do exactly what you said and nothing more. Lucas, not exactly their style. Are you gonna become? Nope. Are you gonna become a uh, cyborg AI hybrid clone <laughs> thing? Oh, I'll do it. I'm not important enough. That's for sure. I'm getting me a robot eye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike's down. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna get a robot better. eye. Lucas, what are you they'll gonna shut, get? They'll shut my chip off pretty quick. <laughs> oh, buddy, no. I, I'll tell you what. I'd rather be like full body not human anymore that's what i would go for the whole thing Complete you're just robot. gonna trade in uh, i just trade in and i mean the thing is man think about how long you can live no oh, yeah no i unless they click your chip off and then yeah, all things they shut down if they click my yeah, chip off i lose my eye that's it i've already been there done that <laughs> no, I mean, I, i'd like to keep my arms and legs <laughs> no i mean but at the same time i i just think it would be It'd be kind of fun to have it, even if I only live for a year after I got it. Right? If they're if they're if they're implementing total control over people like that, yeah, I suppose live it up. It's everything you're playing with the house's money at that point. (laughs) Wouldn't be going against the government at all. I mean, well, how could you? You'd know that that fear in the back of your mind would be like, no, they'll fucking click me off. All you have to do is cut cut the blue wire. That's all you got to do is cut cut the blue wire. And you're good. You got your consciousness back. There'll be some kind of a flip switch thing like that where you got to like, yeah. you know, reach into your yeah. prostate and like hit it twice, most, you know, or some shit. advanced technology on the planet. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You want to have a manual built for dummies. Well, no, you still got to make them stroke the taint if they want to get one there. Yeah, that's right. Oh, God. God. <laughs> Brett, what, it, what are you going to get if it goes cyborg? What are you going to turn? What are you going to turn robotic? Oh, God, I haven't even thought about this. Well, now's the time, buddy. <laughs> I don't think this was thought prior to now. I mean, here, I'm just thinking, like, 
so is it no longer going to be a thing where I can sit out in my front yard and have a beer? Is Are those days behind us? You could probably do that, but not without being watched. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. really into that whole being watched thing. You could yeah, drink have, your beer faster because uh, you wouldn't have to worry about your liver going out. Well, yeah, fair. <laughs> I mean, just saying, you could take any pro or con, anything. I mean, you could be like, well, you know, I want to be able to you know, skydive without ever having to worry about, so let's make my face Rubbermaid. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, that, <laughs> you know, that whatever, whatever the cons the are, the consequences are, you could literally just be like, boom, shins of plate and steel, or I, my dick is now solid gold. I mean, it's pretty impractical to me. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty yeah, soft, no. just so you know. It's one of the softer metals. <laughs> softer metals? Why not go with a firmer metal? <laughs> yeah, come on, titanium something. Because I dig the imperfection, man. Gold's got I a pretty low melting point, bro. You're going to enjoy the angle that happens on a warm day. Yeah. Maybe I can just get... Uh, sciatic nerve that doesn't give me hip pain every single morning that sounds pretty great to me you know brett way to be super logical about this way to be su- here we're all talking about mike's gonna get a fucking eye and you're like maybe i'll just fix my hip yeah <laughs> i mean the way that i see it if you guys are right then uh the first thing that ceases to be is science fiction because what else is there oh yeah that's mm-hmm. true uh, uh, history <laughs> fiction history fiction they'll start anyway. making up crazy stories about i mean look at what you have already you have tarantino talking about hitler being killed by a group of jews and then you've got yeah. abraham lincoln fighting zombies i mean all you have so to have is a 20 year gap and people aren't even going to know it's not fiction they're going to be like damn that abraham lincoln he freed the slaves right. and he kicked some ass that's crazy <laughs> you know when's the next zombie apocalypse cool yeah. What do you, you know? guys know about Abe Lincoln? Oh, I gotta kill all them zombies, <laughs> vampires, or whatever the hell. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it vampires, it was vampires. I'm yep. pretty sure. Civil War was know. actually a zombie against human war. It wasn't even red and blue. It was they called it red because they were covered in blood. It was a metaphor. It is red and blue. Red you know? versus the blue blood. That's right. So warm whole, blooded versus the cold. I'm telling you, man. The victors write the stories. So <laughs> right, nobody knows the losing sides. Exactly. So. All you got to do is wait. Tw- I mean, look at Space Force. Wait until that starts to happen when all of a sudden it's it's not a thing where they lied to us for so long that we were on the moon. They're just going to be like, well, oh, yeah, no, everybody knows we were on the moon. From now. Everybody knows that. Just think 300 years from now. Say the Earth is like decrepit and not livable anymore. Yeah. They're going to be telling kids it's always been this way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we've just always been. Think about 300 years ago from right fucking now. What was that movie, Wally, where the whole the whole planet oh, yeah. was trash and the poor guy was on there making buildings out of just blocked garbage? You know, that I don't was know, such I know. a rad, oh yeah yeah that was a rad movie, man. He had a good heart for art because he had that song programmed in or whatever. Anyways, that whole thing is like the garbage planet that they it would have been five hundred years. They didn't even know, know that's it was going to actually happen. Well, it's already kind of happening. Well, not necessarily. The <laughs> it's whole not going to take 500 I mean, years. Like, a, like the floating-ass garbage things that you see in the ocean and all that. You don't think yeah. we're going to end up doing something if mass space travel becomes a thing just based on all that trash floating around in the orbit? There's going to be like one giant floating trash heap with magnets or some shit yeah. to grab it all up. One yeah. big ball just going around. An artificial, smelly-ass moon. 
Yeah, we're certainly not going to treat the Earth better once we get off of it. It's not going to be like yeah. that. Oh, now we well, better treat it nice. We're doing fine. We'll move on to the next one. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really convinced that they're going to take all the people that they, like the whole, if you want to call it the Fourth Reich, if you want to call it the, the continuing on of the Nazi, whatever, I, I truly believe that they are going to only extradite or or exodus off this planet the people that the scientists the the world leaders and the people that they want to carry on the gene pool that is going to make their next planet most successful i mean why wouldn't you if you had the power well, yeah. if you had control over who leaves the planet which they do if you had control yeah. oh, over yeah. who leaves the planet and who doesn't, why wouldn't you pick those that you supposedly deem worthy? And if you're sitting well, in a stuffy office watching rockets all day, you're going to think, well, we only need the smartest. We don't need these dumb motherfuckers that work at Burger King. Right. You know. See, I disagree, though, in some ways, because you will always need a janitor. You always need a janitor. Dude, Roomba. Fuck that. Roomba. God damn it. You you don't even need a goddamn regular vacuum anymore to do your vacuuming. You're telling me they're not just going to have some, like, hunchback robotic Gus running around the fucking shop just being like, Gus, get the fuck out of here. You know, like, of course they're going to do that. They're they're not going to bring some old guy up there to just to bring a janitor. Dude, they're going to revolutionize that shit with like the Roomba 45.2 remains that I do not make the cut. If it comes down to it, that's just all there is to it. They don't need some blind guy with a fucking mouth. (laughs) That is not what they need. So why wouldn't they leave? I mean, and that's when they have that hard discussion that everybody's like, oh, we're overpopulation. Yeah, that's when it goes down. That's when they're like, all right. You know, 20% of you, let's fucking go. Here's why you are absolutely essential, Mike. Your eyes give you... the same reason why you're absolutely full of shit. (laughs) No, listen, here. (laughs) Listen. Okay, so here's what they need. They need you to be in a room, okay, that's dark, Mm -hmm. where somebody comes in and you are, let's call you the sorting hat, except that you deem if somebody is stupid or not. Okay, so all they do is they come in because you can't see what they look like or anything like that. Uh-huh. It's all going to be yep. based off of what the words come out of their mouth. Okay, so you give them like thirty seconds. Some psychologists for that at all? Just you know, high school dropout, blind ass me. Yeah, because you're completely unbiased and you perfect don't give logic. a fuck. You know, and that's perfect why you'd, you'd be perfect for it. Super. Yeah, I'm essential. pretty sure everybody else up there is not going to give a fuck either. They just left the other eighty percent of the planet there to die. Call him. You could. They would call you the Oracle. He's blind, but he sees all. Sorry. You know. I would see blind Mike being up there, and then then just taking on and putting stuff in his way, or watching him walk into walls. I, <laughs> Dude, I, I would be just the put him in a, at best. Put him in a blue at robe. Best. Put him in a blue robe That's and put a thing job, on him man. where you can't tell which way he's looking. A horrible job. And just have him walk around halls that have random things in it, and listen to be just go like, God damn it. Son of a bitch! What is sounds this? Like, <laughs> it sounds like you just proved Lucas's point, because that sounds like every janitor I've ever fucking met. <laughs> the oh, place doesn't get clean. He's pushing a broom around, yelling. He usually got music because he doesn't want to think about them shitty kids. Yeah. That's that's man, you spot on, spot on. Some I janitors know. being like, "That's not me at all." Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got Anyways. a mustache and no beard? Yeah, you do. I think Roomba is going to turn into Randall, 
and he'll be Randall. he'll be the regular <laughs> size, just a dude, but he'll be all a robot up there in the space force cleaning shit up. Starlink is going to be way more than just high speed internet. I can't see the point in spending billions of dollars to launch tens of thousands of rockets or satellites into orbit to give the world better internet. I think that's like the dumbest Thank you understatement. people's obsession with Iron Man, dude, because that's <laughs> what we're talking about here. Is yeah. those like holographic little fucking pull it down real time instantly. Shit, that would be this restructuring. That would be quantum entanglement. Yeah. Is you being able to bind that illegitimate screen right in front of you. What I think you'll end up seeing long before, because I don't think this is like a lickety split over the next 10 years, everybody's off planet kind of thing. I think that Lucas raised the valid point on the gravitational field on how to experience the Gs. If we really are going to look at moving a large group of the population off planet where bone density is an issue, you're first going to see a huge advancement in marine biology, being able to move to the crushing power of the gravity so low in the ocean. Well, we haven't I mean, gone like, down there for very long, get crushed like a pop can. Like, I was looking at how fast it would take to travel at the speed of light. And he said the human body could withstand that, but they would have to go at a very slow acceleration. It would take about a year to accelerate and a year to decelerate. Which is not possible, and that's why... Yeah, exactly. It's just not based on our own bone density. That's why I say there's got to be the gravitational weird field, the electromagnetic field all the way around you to lessen those gravity forces. But at the same time, if you got those lessened gravity forces, you don't need a fucking year speed up and slow down time. You'd be able to hit them much faster and then stop much faster. So there's still things to be done. Just seeing the SpaceX stuff, like you see eight minutes to get a rocket to leave the atmosphere now. And we're not objecting the little shuttle nearly as far into the Earth's atmosphere as we are. So you'd think if that thing can break that atmospheric barrier to where it's thin in the vacuum of space and then project, like, eject the thing off, then it's already got that natural momentum with much less fuel burn. So that handles mm-hmm. the payload on the fuel, and we've talked about burning xenon for a far lower amount of fuel source, and then it's just more of a cooling system, like the whole Paul Leviat's little anti-gravity method. Dude, I was just it's, thinking that. Yeah, it's it's a we've gone the polar opposite. We're always looking for hot fuel sources instead of being able to use superconductors and electricity to get the the cold fuel sources, liquid helium, liquid hydrogen, things like that to be able to do these things. Xenon, I don't know enough about, but I know that it would burn blue. So you can go ahead and look at any of the future advancements that start burning blue in their shit, like Star Trek. I just and with us talking about superluminal speeds, that's the the difference. Moving at the speed of light, you are correct. So if we can already find a way with the electromagnetic field to lessen the amount of gravity forces, then the superluminal speeds become very possible. Instead of a month long trip at the speed of light to hit Mars, we're looking at you know like six hours or some shit, thereby eliminating the need for the in between travel. So if even because even at the less than G forces, there's still going to be some level of bone density drop after a yeah. huge amount of time, not to mention any potential radiation that's coming from this electromagnetic thing. So I still think we're 20, 30 years in the future. I think this is the first steps to the space force. It's going to stay military based for a long time and then it'll branch out because it's definitely going to be more 
capitalist as far as it goes, because they're the ones that have already, for the past 20 years, been funneling money into this asteroid mining project. That's definitely where they're going to need to go first to prove to the rest of the public that we can obtain these precious metals, that we don't have to waste the Earth's resources, which we already know is pretty far gone. Like, it's, it's beyond the point with our population that we can prevent the Earth from from going down unless we find yeah if you're able to mine asteroids i would just say think about like we could also redirect an asteroid or take an asteroid out of the equation of hitting earth again so that natural disaster can almost be taken away but with the out the threat of the natural extinction level event there's still a finite timeline based on on that there's only a certain amount of resources that are not replenishing yeah I feel that the first thing we need to do if we do achieve these superluminal speeds before we're talking about colonizing these other planets, we need to entertain the idea of the Dyson Sphere but not apply it to the principle of our sun but the next closest star within our reach that does not have any inhabited life on any of those planets that would be wiped out from it. We need extensive testing, apply the whole Dyson Sphere thing to that, use the quantum entanglement to be able to transfer this energy back to us at whatever speeds they seem to have come up with in between now and then. And then there's a perfect unlimited energy source. That star is going to put off more energy than we've used, period, every fucking minute. If this whole Paula Violet thing with the subquantum kinetics, you know, if that ends up becoming, which he's demonstrated numerous times. Yeah, go to anybody's classroom and fucking do it right in front of you. If it ends up getting utilized in travel as far as interstellar travel what from what he's saying is it would cut down travel time in half if not less a trip to mars from what eight weeks i think they said to five days yep through the electromagnetic pulses and then diverting wind to lessen the wind any sort of wind resistance almost giving you a natural momentum through the magnets exactly but if you're able to travel at a speed of light you would actually be getting there in under three minutes. Well, and this is where the time travel comes. If we have looked at the principle as time moves at the speed of light, like we can only move there, what happens once we approach superluminal speeds? Are we going to be younger when we get there than when we left? (laughs) Wouldn't that be weird? The new aging process, anti-aging stuff is uh, time travel. You know, yeah. like minute, you just go into a little egg-shaped thing, you come out, you're like 14 days younger. Well, we always entertain the idea of moving through time, but nobody ever entertains the idea that time could instead move through you instead of the other way around. Almost treat it like a radiation-like thing. Like you get radiation sickness, your body starts you know, breaking itself down real fast if you end up treating the time loop like that, like going through whatever temporal flux that would happen from you moving at a faster than speed of light thing like you it'd be like yeah well, well what'd you say five weeks down to like eight days or eight weeks down to five days yeah okay well that would be how much younger you would be by the time you got there five days younger or eight weeks no you the difference between eight weeks and five days oh wow it would be roughly oh. seven seven weeks seven days for that amount of time because you're reaching that faster than the principle that we based our time on Every day we age one fucking day based on when the light gets to us, when it leaves, and when it gets back to us. So if we're able to do that trip, you know, twice as fast, would we not save that amount of time based on our own thing if we can 
master the electromagnetic forces that generally are what make a show age. Well, I know Russia, back in the day, they launched a cloth up in space, and they did a full pass around the world with huh. that and landed it. And the time difference between the two cloths was then, I think, second. And that was at the speed that they were able to achieve back then. So, Yeah, that was well bad. before I, even speed of light. Yeah, and so, like, that was, yeah, way, way less speed than that. And what would happen? In around the world in 80 days, he, oh, thinks yeah. he failed, yeah. but he went the correct direction and crossing the date line, so he wound up actually making it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I that's mean, right. time zones. Yeah, so it's, it, I mean, to me, it's, uh, it's plausible that you could, when you start talking about bending time, that, uh, you know, you could basically have skies to limit at that point. Well, and when you look at all the research and science that's coming out of what you know, what they know now of wormholes compared to what they did before, you could say they are very close to, I, I would say, experimenting with this wormhole theory in order to, to actually take it and see if it, what happens. Because there's a lot of science that points to the fact that it is just a tear in the fabric of space that takes you from one point to another. <laughs> whereas a black hole could actually lead to an entirely different alternate universe instead of just being like a destructional force where everything's destroyed and, and gone on the other side. It actually is a vacuum. You could say like a vacuum hole that, that is just spewing into another universe. Jumping so, into Felix the Magic Cat's bag. <laughs> But there, there's all kinds of these crazy theories right now that are just, there's so many things that are coming in us. I would say we've been in a space race since the 60s. Obviously, it was the space race back then. But even now, more so, I think because technology has gotten the way it is and because there are so many more problems in the world the way there are, people are as a whole like, let's get the fuck out of here. Like let's just let's just work on this and get out of here. We're not going good places with the earth. We've kind of fucked ourselves. Let's just get on to the next one. But I still really believe you know with everything that's going on that we are still headed towards something major, some kind of a, an event whether it is this what super wave that Paula Violet talks about or whether it's alien invasion or the second coming of Christ in holographic form, whatever it is, it's going to be crazy because it, it seems like we're, we're just reaching this, this peak, this climax to what is all happening. It just is going to, it's all leading to something major. It's always been leading to something major. I think it's just the next generation and large amounts of change. Every time you see a dramatic shift in the way civilization is, there's always somebody yelling into the world, into the world, Nostradamus, this and that. All of those come to pass and nothing ever happens. I think that it's just this modern version of the Y2K scale. We thought technology was going to end the world and it was all going to shut down. And here we are making the next big advancements. And here we are struggling to try and keep up with the younger crowd on understanding the way that it goes. I think that it's just the next big step that they're going to end up making. We're not going to agree necessarily with the change and that it's going to happen anyway. I think that if we were going to solve anything, like I said, that Dyson Sphere seems like the best option because then we could do away with half the industry on the planet, try and give it the chance to recover. 
and then be getting our energy from a total other source with limitless possibilities. I really think that we are just kind of, with the more technology that we're getting now, I don't think people's IQs are as high as they used to be for at least the general population. So I think we're making that gap a bigger gap than what it's ever been. So I could totally see us moving off planet for the higher IQ people and kind of making the world the idiocracy. Oh, yeah. You guys remember that movie. I mean, that's essentially what would happen. This place would be idiocracy and keep on going down its negative path. But most of the smart people would say, all right, yep, time to go somewhere else and live there. I mean, skills. Yeah, that's a good point. Instead of the world getting smarter, world gets dumber, and all the smart people say, okay, fuck off, you guys are on your own. I mean, large in part, I'm sure, due to America's policy on college, just as far as our country goes, because a lot of other countries, definitely well above us in the educational department, free college, pay you to go to college, pay you to live here, do whatever, incentive to get smarter. Learn a skill because it benefits your society. It benefits the whole country. If I comp your whole college bill and yet all you guys become EMTs and shit, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a little bit better response time when somebody bites the dust. You know, it's rather than right now, oh, okay, so the cost for me to go to school to do that is going to be anywhere between $100,000 and $150,000 that I can't have forgiven and I'm going to be paying on. So unless I find a job immediately, then I'm going to be struggling and that degree doesn't get applied. So mm-hmm. it's it yeah. would not be nearly the problem if there wasn't the school debt. Whether the degree could be applied at the time or not, hard times would absolutely still be there. But the fact of you not paying 100 like, I don't know, thousand of fifteen hundred a month trying to pay your school loans back without the job to support that is an incentive to do anything but work at fucking taco bell (laughs) yeah it just seems like if we want to make that change that we should go ahead and follow suit with several other countries and either significantly lessen the cost of school to where it can be achieved on the average single mother's income or we go ahead and just comp that and use it as a tax write-off the jobs are going to get better society would function better we'd have more engineers more general ideas going around for stuff new things instead of sticking with the exact same way everybody else has been thinking for however many years now advancements in knowledge exactly it's right now is like a protege system every old businessman is picking his who he feels reminds him of him when he was younger you know, young, hungry, do this, and then he does the same thing and the same thing, and then everybody else that would have new, innovative ideas that would think in any different direction wouldn't be in there. It takes a special person to be able to see that in somebody, and I think more people would get that opportunity if we allowed them to have a degree without the cost of you paying for it for the next 20, 30 years and still a very likely chance that you fail. That's a good point. Yeah. There shouldn't be a risk involved in, in higher education. No, that's what we've always claimed is our highest, you know, oh, we, we you know, have a standard of education here in America. Well, then why are we doing the same things for 100 years? No progress at all. Yeah. Rewarded people in their years in high school instead of making it. So, you know, it was hard for me to even try to stay in with it for high school because I was like, well, am I going to go to college or have I already learned everything I pretty much need for my life? How applicable is the degree right now? 
Yeah, which, but I mean, even in high school, though, you have a lot, I see a lot more dropping out now because they already know that they don't need to go to college, so they don't even need to know, you know, most of the stuff that they teach in high schools anymore because it's like, well, yeah, just get, get a GD. Job. There's very little jobs that I can get with a diploma that I can't get with a GD. Yeah, exactly. And so there's that fact where you have people that just completely drop out and then, they don't go for a GED, and they, yeah, they can get jobs, but they never thought that they could achieve more because, you know, well, my family can't pay for college. A lot of people's families won't pay for their college, and they say, back on that person. Scholarships, whatever the case, but yeah, just the, uh, the fact that, like I said, like the field for that degree plus what you have to pay wouldn't necessarily pan out when you can go and start making, depending on the state, good 12 to $15 an hour right now doing shit work in comparison to having to work real hard for 20 bucks an hour and then still have that huge fee to pay. There's not a lot of incentive financially to go to college right now. So what you're saying is that we need more incentive to, to hire knowledge. What, what do you think, Brett? Where do you think we're going from here? Do you think we're going to get smarter as a society or do you think we're going to fail as far as the college thing goes, the issue as it stands is that there is absolutely no incentive for uh, universities to be fiscally responsible because they're backed by the government. Student loans are backed by the government, can't be expunged. It's just like you it's propping up this entire industry uh, from tenured professors to all the research, all the, you know, buildings, sports stadiums, all this stuff. And then they pass the costs of this whole uh, shysty system down on the students. That's why it gets expensive. There's no incentive because the government guarantees it. You get the government out of the picture and suddenly then universities have a, truly have to make decisions and balance their budget um suddenly oh no one can go there you have um you're gonna have to start making these cuts and start just living high off the fat of the government and suddenly costs will start to come down that that's the problem there when it comes to uh the prior discussion uh Maybe my anti-elitist sentiment is getting to me here, but might not even necessarily be bad being left behind when the 1% gets the hell out of Dodge. Uh, <laughs> That's I mean, true. One percent's the one that was damaging the majority of the planet. Maybe it will have the time to recover with the rest of us dummies having to go back to farming and regular <laughs> exactly. earth-based stuff instead of drilling for oil left and right. Well, consider where all the aggression comes you know, the regular people just want to, you know, have a chill life, uh, you know, do something they love, provide for their families, friends, all, all the wholesome stuff. Everyone who drags society along these paths to war, to like the, where freaking Amazon owns everything, yeah. uh, it's like it's not a surprise that. Bezos wants to go, uh, 
into the space business. He already, Amazon already owns the economy, already owns the internet with through uh, Amazon Web Services. <laughs> it's, yeah, the only way it, to improve a monopoly is to expand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So to me, I say let them go. They can have their neo-eugenicist uh, bullshit on Mars, and then when they get swept off the planet by some red dust storm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to shed a damn tear. Because what I talk about uh, in my, my political platform is all about individual choice, uh, an individual liberty. So anytime you have these top-down government-controlled scenarios, that's just completely contrary to that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's only freedom if it's monitored in their eyes. Yeah, and that's not freedom at all. If they want to keep keep going down these paths of um, having no privacy, having no choice, you have to get implanted or whatever, That that is going to be a civil rights concern and uh, that will be that we're going to be fighting, and if they want to, if they want to go and and migrate, um, you know, freedom of movement is a is a pretty pretty prime sort of right. I would say, yeah, they have a right to migrate off the planet if they want. Good luck. You got the <laughs> capability, by all means. Yeah. Well, I hope I I really feel like there's a lot of evidence leaning towards the fact that they are going to try and do away with individualized religion. Is in my opinion, uh, they're going to try and do away with this and make what they believe is science, which this Paul Levilet guy talks about the fact that there is this religion of science now, um, where it's it's like blasphemous to talk about anything other than standard physics. Um, when really he's talking about this entirely different uh, physics method, uh, subquantum kinetics. And so, you know, this idea that it could potentially lead to this one world religion being science and then the other being military and well, the two working Elon together. Musk being the guy yep. putting all these satellites and the advancement out there. Yep. I mean, Scientology right there. That seems like. Their happy medium. I wonder if that's the religion they're going to try and choose. Look at the fact that they're calling it a constellation. Okay, if you look mm-hmm. at ancient civilizations, what did they do? They worshipped constellations. They looked mm-hmm. to them for guidance. If you look at it the same way, it could be forging a path to what they will consider the new history, which will be to rewrite what we know as history for the new generation that believes that this constellation is watching out for them and that is sacred and it holds all of our history as a civilization. I mean, I I just see a lot of potential for control and manipulation through this versus just really fast internet. But be aware of what's going on out there. Look into these things. Starlink, Space Force, SpaceX. There's definitely more going on behind the scenes than what it appears. I'm a huge fan of the technological age that it seems that we're going into, but I do believe that based on what we know of our capabilities of our government, it's highly unlikely they will not use any of this against us and that they're using right. it to either either get them, you know, further themselves, hinder us. I love the idea of a, of a new utopia through through technology, free energy sources and all that, but once again, it's not in our government's MO 
to be generous or to give us no. something that doesn't still put them in control of us. So I, I, I highly, highly doubt that all of a sudden this disclosure event and all this stuff is going to lead to a future utopia through free energy, which a lot of these big companies like SpaceX is talking about. They're like, oh, well, we are forging the path to a utopia with free energy. We have the technology already to do that. But our government and everyone that controls it is absolutely against letting us have it. I mean, we could yeah. have free electricity. Military we could have, by, you know, all these things. Mostly corporations. Absolutely. It's corporate America. So, so if so you look at what's happening, the military be on the side of free energy. <laughs> exactly. They're staging. These, these are staging events to the overall agenda, which is massive control. And they are they are just tying up loose ends, which is your individual liberties, the cash market, which is all going to go digital, and the defense budget, which is going to soon be they're going to come up with a false flag yet again to get everyone on board to say, take whatever you need and do with it what you will protect us, please. We're helpless. And they're going to do it. And they're going to take all the budget. They're going to put it into Space Force. And we won't even know. What hit us until it's already there, and if you think you're going to know what a goddamn spaceship looks like when it hits our atmosphere, and it's ours, but we don't even know it's ours, I'm going to be surprised, but not surprised. You know what I mean? So, anyways. I think is what she'll be. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for being on the show. It has been wonderful. Brett, thank you. Thank you, sir, for being on my show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Mike, thank you, sir. Yep, absolutely. Have fun doing it. And Lucas... Is he there, Lucas? I want to hear thank you. I want to hear a thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Yeah, Dixon. All right, guys. As always, keep your eyes to the sky. Be looking all around you. The government, they're shysty bastards. So read between the lines. As Michael says, resist. <laughs>